Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Hotcast, the podcast for realtors by realtors and produced by the premier real estate brokerage of both today and tomorrow. You already know what that is. That is Hot Doors. And you know me by now. My name is Chris Leo. Some call me Leo. Some call me awesome. Some call me maybe. And as you know, I'm part of the Hot Doors team here with my co-host, our broker as usual, Jeff McManaman. Jeff, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Awesome, thanks. Now, for as a reminder for the Hotcast at this point here, for those who are unfamiliar, our main focus right now is to feature newer agents in the field, generally speaking five years or less, people out there who are really making an impact and they're doing a lot of the right things and they're basically providing excellent examples, even through their mistakes, of how to do real estate quote-unquote well. And we're doing this to help guide newer agents, or really any agent, doesn't matter you know, how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been in the field or not, just we always can learn from other people, and we're helping guide into success, uh, real estate agents, helping them build their successful businesses. Today, got a special guest aboard. Uh, sir, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody out there? Yeah, uh, my name is Evan McCarthy. I've been licensed since December of 2018. Uh, Straight out of high school when I got licensed, I'm currently 21 years old and uh, I currently work at Keller Williams Citywide based out of uh, Westlake, Ohio. Awesome. Kobe Bryant of real estate. (laughs) Swish. So that's fascinating. You say, you know, straight out of high school, um, you know, 21 years old. So definitely uh, the youngest member that we've had on the hot cast here. So congratulations for that. Um, so before we even get into some of the real estate stuff, um, because we always view real estate, um, not as just a job, but as a vehicle to kind of enjoy, get you where you want to go in life so you can enjoy more of the things you really want to enjoy in life. So tell us some of the things you like, tell us some of the movies you like, some of the food, some of the TV shows. What what are you into, man? Yeah. So I mean, as far as like, uh, TV shows, uh, I gotta go with the classic Game of Thrones. I'm sure you've probably heard that. Uh, once or twice, uh, and then recently I've uh, watched this show Yellowstone, uh, which has uh, quickly become one of my favorite shows. Uh, movies, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I love Quentin Tarantino, uh, a lot of the stuff that he makes, and uh, just generally uh, into like action, and I like a lot of the superhero stuff, so your Marvel movies, uh, all your Avengers, and whatnot. John Wick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen the first one, so i got to catch up on those, but... Um, and then, like, food, eh, I'll, eat, I'll eat it all. Got a lot of food allergies, but if it's not something that's going to kill me, okay. chances are I'll eat it. Peanut allergy? No, so I'm allergic to every other nut but peanut. Oh, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Complete opposite of what most people are. Wow, that's wild, yeah. man. So when you say you're allergic to all those different nuts here, um, like, are we talking, can it be in the same room as you? Or? Yeah, so I can be in the same room, but if I eat it... Um, Things go downhill quicker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Un- understandable. Yeah. You know, me, me being the former teacher, we would have to, you know, there are always people who are allergic to various different kinds of nuts, right. and sometimes it's like, man, like, couldn't even have it in the room because someone would start to, you know, break out and try Yeah, lockdown. There. Yeah, yeah. Thank- <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I don't have to worry about that. Um, but, I mean, there's certain things where if I'm, like, super close to it, or, or even if I touch it, um, then it becomes an issue, but most of the times it's, it's, it's only if I ingest um, right. whatever it is. Now we know. Yeah. yeah. Now we know. And speaking of the things that we know, man, I love Yellowstone as well. I think it, I mean, it is amazing. I know that new season's starting in a couple weeks here. I can't wait. Do you watch Yellowstone? I'm a Game of Thrones guy. I'm not a Yellowstone guy yet. Okay. Uh, But I'll get there. 
Yeah. I would recommend it. Yeah. There's a girl at uh, uh, one of the title companies we like to do business with, and she and her, uh, like, she, she and her escrow officer both, like, they're, you know, she watches Yellowstone, her escrow officer doesn't really watch it, and she's like, well, I'll start it before the next season, the next season, and I pop in with her weekly, it's like, oh, Jamie, you know, like, you gotta get this moving along, like, you're running out of time, you know, don't don't prove yourself to be a liar, you right. know, <laughs> I know enough Jamies in life who've been disappointments, so uh, let's just, uh, <laughs> I don't want her to be one of them, too. So, moving <laughs> His gorgeous girlfriend. An old girlfriend uh, was named Jamie. Gosh. <laughs> and I can't believe she's actually making this pod or the, the hot cast here on that. <laughs> if you ever want to talk, anybody who's listening, if you ever want to talk to me about Leo's biggest whiff, you, you come, come talk to me. Uh, back on track. Anywho, back on track and on the trajectory towards success. So. Uh, your path is a little different, especially with me being a former teacher, where I, you know, was in the classroom, and you'd have counselors, and everybody is always, go to college, go to college, you don't want to be involved in a trade, and nobody ever, at least where, you know, I was teaching, the idea of going into real estate right away, right out of high school, that was just never even brought up at all. So why, why real estate? Yeah, so I think probably starting end of my sophomore year, going into junior year, when college application stuff started coming around i uh i mean i just really thought deep about it and i, I went to uh, holy name which is a catholic high school run by the diocese so teachers are at max making forty thousand dollars a year there and and i'm seeing a lot of my teachers who are in their mid to late 30s early 40s that still have complaining about loans yeah they yeah. have whopping amounts of, of, of student loans and i mean they're barely making enough money to, to just cover the loans let alone any other expenses they have so I main reason I think is I, I didn't want to be in college and student loan debt for yeah. the, the remainder of my life. And like, for example, my don't, don't want to call out my sister, but she's at, she's at Ohio state paying, I mean, pretty much the full tuition just because they don't, they don't give out much scholarships. So yeah. I mean, and a lot of my friends too, I mean, they're going to start off, they're going to start off their professional careers. Yeah, most of them at least with a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, which minus one forty. Yeah, right out the gate. Yeah, and, and, and student loan debt is is a little different than than your what a mortgage would be because you can't really leverage yeah. student loan debt in any way. So, I I mean that that's probably the main reason is I really just didn't want to be in, in debt and start off uh, hey. behind. We respect the choice. I mean, I, more than you know, man. Yeah. More than you know. I mean, that's great. And to have that foresight at sophomore year, so that's 15, end of your sophomore year, that's 16 years old. Yeah. Um, that is, that's incredible then. So had you done any research leading up to, so maybe your sophomore year and things like that, when those applications and stuff, when it was time for that, had you, I guess, how deeply had you looked into real estate at that point? Um. I wouldn't say I looked too deeply into it. I mean, it was definitely something I had tossed around. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the company that I actually started working for, um, where I believe that's the yeah. first start working there as well. I was there. Yeah, so so my old broker, was a, he was a family friend of ours. His wife was our, our pediatrician growing up as well. Oh. So, I mean, he kind of had always... This is Tim Ali, right? Yes, okay. yeah, this is Tim. So he had always kind of tossed the idea, like, hey, you should like think about real estate, think about real estate, and then... I mean, as, as th things got closer and closer to, okay, am I going to go to college? Am I going to go into the workforce? Am I going to take a gap year? What, what am I going to do? Uh, that that kind of push became more of like a, a visual thing that I could see myself doing. I mean, I've always loved architecture. I've always loved 
houses and I love talking to people. So, I mean, real estate's a perfect industry where you talk to people, you're always meeting new people, seeing new faces. Um, and then at the same time, my, my dad and like before the crash was involved in, uh, uh real estate, he, uh, built, he used to build spec homes. Uh, so okay. he, uh-huh. he built a few new construction builds and, yeah. uh, just being around that, I kind of had a passion for, for real estate. And that was, uh, kind of something that I wanted to, uh, be involved in and I could see myself doing for a pretty long time. Nice. Good for you. Uh, did you experience any type of pressure or pushback from whether that's parents, teachers, anybody like that? Or did everybody was pretty much like, hey, man, we support whatever you want to do? Yeah. So, I mean, teachers, not so much. I mean, other than, okay, you have to do your college application. Like, I was, I already knew I didn't want to go to college, but yeah. part of the grade, like your junior or senior year. Oh, yeah, you have to you write have the to essay do, nonetheless. You have to do all the common app and send off your application. So, I mean, just to not do bad on that portion yeah. of, of grading. and, and Checking like the that. box. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I still applied to, to several colleges. So, I mean, in their in their minds, I mean, they were – I didn't really ever talk to any of my teachers about that. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were, were fully supportive of it. I mean, they were – as long as – they saw that I had a plan and I kind of set out and sure. like, like what I wanted to do. Like, I'm not just going to sit at home and, and do nothing all yeah. video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So since I like, I kind of built out the plan and I said like, look, this is, this is what I, I want to do. And I was also working, it was part time, but I was working probably 25 to 35 hours a week at a, at a gym. So, I mean, I was, while I was getting started, I was still working this other job. Still yeah. bringing the income. Yeah, so I was, I was making money. I wasn't just sitting at home all day. So they saw that I was actually doing stuff. Um, so the fact that I laid out kind of that, that plan and uh, angle of approach, uh, they were fully supportive of it. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, just fantastic, man. I love hearing stories like that where people go, you know, break the mold a little bit. I mean, we're mold breakers ourselves. So, I mean, I just – I. I appreciate hearing that. Um, so, uh, any questions you want to ask? Or, no, I, I, here. I usually ask what people do prior to real estate. Um, <laughs> Full-time student. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe in, for someone in your situation, I guess, was there anything in terms of uh, like sports, activities, anything like that that you were doing prior to real estate that might just help you out like in life? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I played baseball at a pretty high level. Okay. Um, and... With that, I mean, I learned how to work on a team. Yeah. Uh, same with soccer. I played soccer all throughout high school. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I played that at a pretty high level, and then I kind of stopped to focus on baseball, and then uh, high school came around, and I'm like, well, I don't have to take everything so so seriously. I'm like, uh, i got to have fun while I can. So played soccer, varsity all four years, and then uh, so both of those, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely help with communication because when you're with your teammates, you kind of got to on the field in the heat of the moment, you have to uh, – it's, it's good to uh, it's good to have two out of the three people in the room right now be good athletes. <laughs> the funny thing, I was just waiting because I was I was like, man, I hope I can beat him to it because he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna talk uh, say something about uh, you know athletic prowess here. So. Yeah, but, no, I mean, I, I played sports all throughout my childhood. I mean, baseball and, and soccer were two things that I nice. thoroughly enjoyed doing. Nice. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So okay. So since I mean, you've clearly had this plan. You're already quote-unquote ahead of the game i would say as far as like some people are concerned in regard to a money situation a life plan moving in a certain direction and you're all you've also been in for a little bit of time here so what have you found most challenging thus far about real estate 
Yeah, so I think with my age, I think it's my biggest blessing, but I also think it's probably my biggest curse sure. when it comes to real estate. Um, How so? Because I, I have, so some of my coworkers um, who have been licensed less than me and maybe still need more help than what I would need, they're 35, 40, their sphere is so much larger, their friends and people that they all know are buying houses. Like I, the, the one guy that I work with pretty closely, he gets, I mean, new referrals from, Oh, old buddy from college, old buddy from high school. Yep. Like, whereas in my situation, my old buddies from high school, I mean, it's it's two yeah. twenty. It's two twenty on a Monday. And they're, <laughs> they're in there. sociology. Yeah, right? they're, yeah, they're in class right now. They're all they're all. I mean, none of them are, are in a position where they can and buy a house. So as far as like biggest challenge go, I'd say it's like sphere of influence referrals. Like I still I still get decent referrals from like my parents and my uncles and aunts and cousins, but like from my actual like group of people so friends and people that they know i mean that's i think that's where the biggest lack of uh i think that's the biggest thing kind of not holding me back but that's the biggest challenge to overcome is finding new ways to uh bring in clientele that um can hold me over until those people are in a position where they can purchase homes sure do you see any advantages to being young in the business like i just mentally i can spot a couple i guess anything that is working for you just being young yeah so i mean i think as far as like being young i've grown up around technology and since i can remember, oh yeah since i can remember i've had whether it's a smartphone or an ipad or a computer so like when dot comes, loop couldn't be easier yeah exactly <laughs> so stuff like that and then like certain things like social media like if if I put like 110% into doing social media stuff, like I, I'd feel confident that I can produce good content yeah. and, and put out stuff on there that, that would run well and, and get good engagement. But yeah, I mean, think technology and since I'm young as well, like, like, and I'm not like some of the big agents where I'm going from here to here to here to here all at the same time. Yeah. I can kind of put more energy towards each of my clients and like show like, Hey, look, I, I am young, but like I gotta make it out here. So like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you like my drive and my my work effort, uh, my yeah my work effort and, and just kind of. I think uh, I, I think an advantage to to being young. Number one, you speed. I'm like yeah, you can just move. Like yeah. there are so many older agents that are just glacial, um, yeah. and or they're you know a busy agent or a more established agent just may or may not have time for for people the way you know someone. As young as you can right. um, you know another advantage to being young you've grown up you, you have everybody's phone number you have yeah. I'm like you you're contacted through Instagram snapchat TikTok, face I'm like you guys are I'm like you're you've already you're in the web like you've grown up with that stuff and it's not uncommon like I laugh when you can clearly tell that someone who's like 28 29 who's never had Facebook who just starts and right. is just like all right I'm gonna go friend everybody now yeah. and it's just like well my, you're I'm like you have the advantage of being young and you're already ingrained in it I'm right. like it's super well, I, I will say that though like Facebook that was something that I didn't use before I got into real estate I think your generation just doesn't really use it as yeah much. I mean when I was when I was getting into social media and stuff like that like that was when Instagram was brand new yeah so everybody was was hopping on Instagram and I was like yep never saw the, the point of view using a Facebook but then when I got in real estate I'm like well all the people my parents age and maybe a little older I mean they're all on Facebook all my family all their friends and stuff like that but yeah kind of like what you said like kind of knowing how to navigate social media like every time I have anything business related going on I make sure it goes on 
not just my business Instagram and Facebook, but my personal one too. I mean, that's even though my sphere is maybe not ready to buy. I mean, I'm making sure, sure that everything that I'm doing Nurturing. is staying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm making sure that everything I'm doing is stay in front of them. And oh, look, Evan did. Maybe he put another house under contract, or maybe I put uh, sold another house, or whatever it is. I'm making sure that that my name and, and face is kind of always staying in front of those people. Absolutely. And I've always said, too, the another advantage of being young, I'm like, look, your life overhead is ideally lower than someone who's just farther along in their career. So I'm like, you're, you have that advantage as well. Um, knowing Jed and Kobe, too, just two younger people who do high-volume business, there are things you can do to not appear as young. Like, you physically don't look you know, you don't have like a baby face or anything. Right. I can tell you're younger, but like you don't right. look so young. They're like, oh wow, I've never, never working with that guy. Right. Um, there are some people that literally look like children, um, yeah. and yeah. and that's a, a a tough thing. But like you know, poise yourself with confidence, dress well, show up. You know, don't don't act young. I'm like, yeah, like there's ways you can act young. Right, absolutely. But I'm like, you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I've there's been a few younger people that I've worked with that whether they're 23, 24, and and, and I mean those are people that whether I knew them prior to or, like, as I started working with them, I, yeah. I, 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 like, got the You figure it out. Yeah, so, I mean, with those people, sometimes, like, yeah, you can, I mean, you relate to them on, on an age level, so sometimes the younger younger aspects come out, but, like, when I'm working with someone that's older, you definitely have to poise yourself as a... If you could, well, a lot of the old guard of real estate will just hate everything, too, so, just, you know, <laughs> right. we, we don't sweat that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you can be a 10-year vet at the age of 30... You will be so farther, like, you, like, the 35-year-old you mentioned a couple minutes ago, like, you will demolish, like, like, it is, if you got, you know, a quarter of the people that you knew, I'm like, it, the numbers that you, someone who could put up who's a 10-year vet who's just entering their 30s, like, oh my, I'm jealous of people who get started early, if you can't tell. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's probably one of the things I'm most thankful for, too, is because, like, a lot of people that I've seen that just from staying up to date with the stuff and seeing who joins the office at, at my company. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of these people, they'll go, they'll get a four year degree. And then a year later after they graduate, they're 24, 25. Yeah. Like let's do real estate. And real estate's not something that you have a guaranteed income. Yep. Like everything is, is all production based. And I'm like, I mean, that's why I'm thankful I started young because if I would have gone and spent all that money and then decided this is what I wanted to do, like, yep. and now I have all these bills to pay, whereas right now, I mean, there's no shame in this. Like, I still live at home. Like, I have no rent. No shame at all. I, I, yeah. I have a car payment. If I wasn't married, I'd still live at home. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I have a car payment. <laughs> I'm, able, I'm able to save everything I have, whereas, like, like, the last two years, like, my income may not have been massive, but the way I see it is, okay, my friend's may have spent $25,000 this year on their tuition. Yeah. Whereas I may didn't $25,000 <laughs> yep. this year, whatever, whatever the yeah. number is. And it's like, like, I think I'd take that over. You're building fun- myself. To death. You're building oh my foundations. Gosh, you're, yeah. yeah. I'm like, look, it's fine. You're building financial foundations. You're building career foundations. It is, you know, the, neither him nor I are huge advocates of, you must go to college. Like no. that's silly. I think yeah. So again, I was, yeah. Like as a coming from somebody who spent, you know, the vast majority of my life in, like, you know, formal education settings, right. I'm the first one to say, yeah, forget college, man. Like, right. and, that was, and it's and I appreciate, like, still living at home and stuff. So once I, when I finished school and I finished grad school, like, I was living at home for two years so I could pay off everything. So right. I would be, like, debt-free there. Right. And so you're, like I said earlier, I mean, you're, 
your trajectory and your pathway for life is just so impressive because you are, yeah, I know everybody has their own lives to create and stuff, yeah, but, absolutely. and you hate to play the compare game, but at least, you know, when you compare versus like debt to not being in debt, like you are in a great financial position, um, you know, moving forward for the rest of your life. So I didn't even make for making a great, for making a great decision. I didn't even make income when I was 19. I lived off my graduation party money. (laughs) Oh man. I I decided not to spend any of it. Like when I had my graduation party, I didn't spend a dime. And I just put it all in a bank account, and I said, "How long can I live?" Right. And I had like I had no car payment, no nothing. Yeah. I was like, I had nothing. I, I went about a year and a half on that graduation money. Wow. I'm like, you got like nice. twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm like, but imagine if you had like we didn't even have phones back then. So right. I'm like, I had zero bills. I'm like, I had to pay yeah. car insurance. It's like sixty bucks or something like that. Yeah. And gas was one nineteen <laughs> when I was that age, and I didn't go three, anywhere. Three dollars and fifty cents today or something. So, yeah. Like you know. <laughs> But anyway, we'll let Leo get it back on track. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We're, we're on track no matter what we talk about. Now, you had mentioned that, you know, it's a little of a struggle to build, like, that sphere-based business right now. Um, and Jeff is, like, he he loves building the sphere-based business. So you said you were finding new ways to bring in business. Um, what are some of those? If you don't ha- for those out there who might not have, like, the great sphere, they might be listening to this and thinking, like, yeah, you know what? Like, let's, I, I'm young. I don't have that sphere yet. What are some of those new ways and creative ways you use to bring in business? Yeah, so, I mean, the big one was Realtor.com. I was paying for leads. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they, they took that service away. Uh, oh, we know. So, <laughs> we so know about that. No longer pay for that. And, and, I mean, as soon as they kind of announced that, everything Zillow-related got swooped up as fast as, as fast as it could. So, I mean, they're, I mean, those are really, like, the two main paid lead sources. Um, but, I mean, I have plenty of, I have a lot of people still in my pipeline from when I was paying for the Realtor.com yeah. leads. So, I mean, I probably have between five and eight people that, I mean, they weren't ready to buy yet, but I mean, I make sure I stay in constant contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind of nurturing them until they get to the point where they are ready. Um, and then taking over for uh, realtor.com was Obsidy. So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you're familiar with how that's set up. Uh, they're like a backend referral. Yeah. So, so you have to knowledge. pay like a 30% yeah. off the top. Yep. Referral fee, so I mean, it's it's kind of a, a gouge. Yeah, it's um, a tough one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I I take I try to take advantage of that and, and, and get clients from there when I can. And I have another few that kind of the same thing. They're maybe not ready yet, but I have them in the pipeline that are from there. Sure. Um, when I first got started, I made sure to blast everything out with social media. Parents, uncles, give them a call. Hey, can you share this so that way everybody that's in your sphere or social media presence yeah um is able to see it uh, I, I did mailers um, hmm. so all the people i went to high school with i said hey what's what's your parents address so when they're at college i'm mailing their parents yeah postcards with my face hey i'm in real estate now like here's what i can do for you and they're moving like yeah absolutely so um i keeping that big house with no people with no kids there well it's, <laughs> it's funny you said one of my one of my best friends uh his mom actually lived right down the street here on Woodlawn. Okay. And that was my first listing. Yeah. Was, was oh, that was uh, a mile down the road. So one of my good friends bought that. Yeah. Uh, and then she just sold it. Yeah. Literally like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colleen. That's yep. Colleen's house, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, love Colleen. Yeah, that was, that was, Colleen, if you listen, we love you. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was my first listing. So that was uh, summer of 2019. Um, that was my first listing. I mean, it essentially came from that, like, Nice. Good friend. His his mom was living in 
that's that's a big house. Oh, she was living there yeah. essentially by herself because yeah. him and his him and his brother were both at college, and it's like, why does one person need, yeah. need this big of a house? And then I've gotten another referral from her um, that that came from that. So I mean, just right there, that's another thing. I try to hound past clients, not not hound them, but I try to. Stay in contact no, with yeah. them. No, for, no. Truthfully, for you at your stage, you know, given you've got you, a you have a good amount of past clients, um, and not having your sphere, not uh, your sphere is not the closest people to you are just not at the point yet where they're buying right. as regularly as someone who's a little bit older. Right. So, what is your you know your your action plan on that? Was you probably should focus more on the people that you already have worked with right. um, and make sure you're touching them more frequently. So Yeah, so actually this this year is, is so my first sale I think was in spring of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few months after I got licensed, but I mean, I'm just now kind of nearing like the two years of, or just past the two years of like production. Yeah. Uh, but I've been licensed for coming up on three. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm now starting to see referrals from those people yep. because I have two full years of past sales where they're like, Oh, well we worked with Evan eight months ago. Or yeah. Like a year and a half ago. And then I'm getting referrals from them now, which is a lot of them are either a just first time home buyers or they have a house to sell and buy as well, which is, which is definitely something that's, yeah. that's nice to see. Starting boom, to. Boom. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's starting, it's starting to come full circle there. So it's, it's definitely nice. To two see checks, one transaction. Exactly. <laughs> well, and here's what I hope you realize too, because you had mentioned how, you know, your sphere right now isn't that big, but I hope you realize, and I think you picked up on it. And I hope everybody out there listening is that your sphere actually is very large. It's like, I kind of view this sphere as kind of like those Russian egg dolls where you just have, you've got one on the outside and then you just keep moving and you keep moving and keep moving or yeah, use whatever analogy you want, like onions, yeah. um, you know, with layers. Right. But the bottom line is like you, you didn't, you couldn't really, you, the people you're closest to is in your friends and stuff, couldn't really attack them and nurture them, but use them to get to that outer layer, which is the parents and their friends and stuff like that so i hear this and i'm hearing that you're you're building a great sphere-based business so don't uh you know don't sell yourself short man and i hope everybody out there realizes it's like sphere is where it's at for sure yeah i mean i definitely have i definitely have a strong sphere um and at the same time like i know my friends aren't ready as now but like i'm making sure like whenever i go visit them at whatever school they're at yeah I talk to them, I talk to their friends, and they're always like, oh, what college do you go to? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't go to college. I sell houses. And then, I mean, there's always a conversation to be found. And, yeah. and then, I mean, just, just from going to... Just, I'll buy your meal. You don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, just the amount of, like, relationships I've made, like, going to visit my friends, like, people that I never knew until I went and, and visited them. So, I mean, I, I built my sphere that way. And then, also, at the same time, like, my friends, they don't, like, when they're curious, like, hey, like, What's my oh. timeline like when I need to buy a house? Or There's like, no noise. They yeah. know nobody else. No, exactly. You are the one. Exactly. Um, and that's why I try and get get it out there in front of us as much as I can. The the other nice thing too is um, the when you're younger, you just talk to more people. You are closer to more people. You are friends with more people. You just you, you, in terms of you know my inner circle of friends and my outer circle of friends. When you're younger, your outer circle is so much bigger. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, you're the amount of lottery tickets that are out there for you is is abundant. You just kind of got to shift the mindset of like, you know, hey, that's that that's what we're that's what we're pounding. That's right. what we're mining. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's like I have. I mean, I have my good group of my inner circle friends. And then at the same time, 
like if they're at this school or ones at that school i mean i also have a circle of friends at each place i go to just from just from kind of going down visiting and, and just meeting people so I mean, yeah these are people that are from cincinnati or columbus or, or uh, wherever they are and even if even if they're in an area that i don't service like i still have the opportunity to kind of educate them and point them in the right direction yeah and then potentially get referral get that fees. referral fee. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, no easier mailbox money than yeah. the, the sham that is realtor referrals. <laughs> <laughs> we should spend a whole episode just talking about realtor referrals. But oh. <laughs> uh, I couldn't love something and hate something more. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, oh. the, no. Yeah, that'll get me going. That'll get me going. That'll get me going. Don't say Yeah. Oh gosh. So, tell me. What has been your most joyful story or moment thus far? Has there been one thing that really like kind of sticks out to you that just like a good, a good, a feel good story for you thus far? Yeah. So, uh, this was the summer of 2019. Um, this is right when I think multiple offers started kind of really blowing up. It wasn't as bad as it was this, this past yeah. year, but that's when, cause when I first got licensed, I, I mean, there's. You didn't have to do them. There was two, three deals that I got for ten, fifteen thousand dollars under what it was listed for. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then summer came around, and I was working with this one client, Holly. Um, she was FHA buyer, and we were getting into these multi, multiple offer situations, and just losing out. I mean, I think we wrote six or seven offers that we just lost out on. Finally, put one under contract. Seller really didn't want to accept FHA, but gave them a call. Like they didn't have it listed on the MLS as one of the financing yeah. we were going to take. And we just said, "Hey, look, would you be?" Would you be willing to work with FHA? And they're like, okay, sure. They didn't have any other offers at the time. Uh, put that under contract. And, I mean, it was just such a bumpy ride the whole time. I mean, there was problem. There was, like, a few problems with the inspection. The seller was being difficult about those. Yeah. They ended up fixing a good majority of them. FHA does their appraisal. Crushed. Oh, man. It was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. But they, they ended up doing all of the, the conditions on the FHA appraisal. Um, and then we're like a week and a half out from closing. We find out that the appraisal was ordered incorrectly. So the house had a vacant lot uh-huh. next door. So there's technically two parcels. Yeah. And the way that they ordered the, uh, I think per FHA like guidelines, vacant land can't tor- can't add value towards the uh, appraisal towards the house. Oh, okay. And they had the vacant lot adding $12,000 in value mm. towards the house. So basically they said to my buyer, hey, you need to come. With twelve grand more. To close, yeah. yeah. So, and, and she was FHA, and thankfully her, her dad was able to uh, help her out in that situation. But, I mean, it was just such, a, such an up and down road in that one. I mean, there was multiple occasions where we didn't think it would, would close, um, but finally got it done, and, I mean, they were so happy that, that we got it done. And just – it. It's always the best feeling when something gets gets rocky and you're able to kind of help your client navigate through it, and then just to see how uh, excited and happier they are at the end. It's so hard because uh, you want to help the you want to help the FHA people. Like, of course, you want to help these right. people. Um, I just feel like their stories are always you know closer to your heart, kind of thing. And man, the deal is brutal, and it's you know like it's the reason I. We think real estate is dog years. I'm like, yeah, do 20 FHA clients a year and tell me if, you know, <laughs> tell me what yeah. year it is at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was definitely one of my more more difficult deals, but that's 
by far my like the most rewarding. Yeah. Regardless of whatever the pay was on it, I mean, the relationship I built with the clients, no, like I, yeah. I, I stay in, in, in close contact with them like fairly, like 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 pretty often. I mean, we're in close contact, and uh, I mean that's that's definitely the most rewarding deal that I've had. Well, that's great to hear because a lot of people well. It's nice to hear because for so many people, this is just the real estate transactions do just become transactions, you know, and there's not that le there's things that don't reach the heart level. Right. And I'm glad to hear like, you know, you're going to go far, kid, you know, when you, when you have that uh, that type of mentality in a place where like you actually care about the people um, that you're representing. And that's that's good, man. Yeah, I mean, I think. There's a lot of people that just see everything as a number, mm -hmm. but like the way I see it is you're able to help the client. Like, I feel that you're able to help them way further when you make a personal connection with them. Because if you just see them as a number, I mean, okay, like I don't really care what benefits you as long as I get that number towards whatever my goal is. But like, mm -hmm. if you actually like relate to them on a personal mm -hmm. level, it's less about the number and more about like, hey, like I want to help. I want to help you out. Yeah. Do the right things, and it'll everything will build. From there yeah and it'll, it'll it'll help you sleep at night too when, oh, they, yeah. when they become <laughs> when it inevitably goes bad uh you'll sleep fine knowing you did everything absolutely for them yeah. uh, um so with that if you've got the most joyful to, we know there's there are war stories in play so what what's been your worst war story thus far because you know everybody out there listening is like you know like it happens to everybody we 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 get them <laughs> so yeah yeah so i um I got a client from the gym I was working at. I was working downtown, and uh, the gym was right above, like, Lago in the East Bank. Mm -hmm. Same building as, like, uh, Ernst & Young and yeah. Northwestern Mutual. So a lot of the, the guys that worked in the office tower came came down, and they worked out, built a few good relationships with the guys. Um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the fellas uh, was starting to look for a house, and I kind of would always, like, bring it up, like, hey, like, just have real estate conversations with people, and that way they like they kind of just picked up oh he's yeah he's involved in real estate um gave me a call he said hey look i'm starting to look for houses like show him houses he's pre-approved and everything we start writing offers we get offer accepted it was a it was a flat fee broker mm -hmm. listed it and the seller was they were like a large flip operation uh, on the east side, east side of cleveland yeah um and i mean the house was nice from like, like you just look at it appearance-wise, it, it's yeah. nice, but then you have our inspection. It's photo as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we have our inspection, there's issues there. The seller's like, sure, we'll fix it. Like, I mean, they have all the mm -hmm. resources to do it. They have their own crews yeah. basically fixing stuff. So they fix that, and then we find out the point of sale. Re-inspection is happening. My client wants to go, and he brings someone someone with him that he, I don't know if it's a, it was a friend or a relative, I, I don't remember the exact relation. Um, but the guy was like a new construction builder somewhere in like Portage, yeah. Portage County, like not even in yeah. know, just the same area. Um, so he's going. Anytime they bring their own experts. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and, and take in mind, this is the re-inspection too. So they're not looking for new issues. Yeah. They're looking for. Was, were things fixed properly? Correct. Yeah. yeah. They were looking, they were looking to make sure that the uh, previous issues. What they flagged on level one was fixed on level two. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so. They're go the, the city inspector's going through and the friend or the guy is pointing out new stuff. Why is this doing, why is this like this? Why is this like this? Yeah. This should be this. The city inspector and him start going at it. Not not like throwing, throwing fists or anything. Yeah. But yeah. he's like, 
He's like, well, if you want me to do a reinspection, he's like, I'll gladly do it, but it's going to be another couple months before you get this house. Yeah. He's like, I'll gladly do that. And then we leave, everything goes, seller calls me, he goes, he goes, why did you just blow, like, he's like, why did you blow that up? I'm like, look, I had no clue why, Yeah. I, 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 if I would have known he was going to do that coming into it, I would have never let him, Yeah. Never. I would have just told him, like, no, like, yeah. we're not, we're not going to do that, but. Like completely blindsided me, completely blindsided the seller. That kind of tore the relationship a bit there. Sure. Um, there were certain things that were like that the seller or, or the purchaser kind of should have done his own research on as well. That yeah. I mean, it doesn't fall into like something that I would say was my job responsibility. Granted, I did try to go out of my way and, and do things. That the house had a shared driveway. Yeah. I wrote letters to the seller. I left letters in the mailbox, I tried sending emails, yeah. Facebook messages. I mean, I was trying to figure out whose responsibility, what was, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, go back for final walkthrough. This guy that he has with him is just... Oh, he's back? Oh, so he's he comes back. back? Okay. Yeah, he's back, and he's, I mean, he just lays into me. He's screaming at me. He's yelling at me, telling me he's going to report me to the board. He's going to... For what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you didn't do your job, you lied, blah, blah, blah. So he's telling me he's going to report me to the board, to the yeah. Division of Real Estate, all this stuff. He's like, I'm going to take your license. I just turned 19. I'm yeah. getting screamed at by this, the buyer's buddy. Buyer's standing there just looking like nothing's going on. The seller's there. No one's saying anything. Well, this, this guy's like 65, 70, just screaming at a 19-year-old kid. And like, that. I mean, the deal ended up closing and everything. Everything was fine, but like, that was just a hell story just because like I, yeah. after that, like I, I really wanted to quit. Like, Oh, that's the, like I'm 21 now. I was 19 then. That was the last time I cried. That was the first time I cried in probably three <laughs> years. Like, I'm like, I, I mean, yeah. I'll admit that. Like I felt like garbage yeah. after that happened. And I just like, I thought I was done. I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And, and just like, I had never felt like that bad about myself after like anything. So that was, that was definitely a difficult moment. I, I definitely cut ties with that that buyer after. Uh, oh, good. I like hearing that you, you like your yeah. your you're, take a stand for yourself. And why didn't you quit then? <clears throat> Excuse me. Like you said, you're thinking about it. So clearly, you didn't give up. So why? Yeah. What well, what kept you going? I mean, I just realized that one bad thing isn't going to define the rest of yeah. my yeah. career. I mean, I think I think being young, I was more worried about the fact that. Oh crap! I just got threatened with my license. <laughs> yeah, that would that would scare me and, too. And stuff like that. So like, like I've had like, since then I've had people tell me like, oh they were pissed off about something. Like, whoa, we're gonna lawsuit this, lawsuit that. And I'm like, it, standard script. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is at that point. I, I just understand that there's always gonna be upset people. Uh, well, not always, but there's definitely a possibility that there's gonna be upset people, and I mean, you just gotta brush it off. We do. I mean, we do hundreds of deals a year, and and my my notion is always the same. I'm like, look, between five and ten of those aren't gonna go great. They're not gonna like you at all. They those people, well, for better or for worse, they just become a paycheck. I'm like, they're not a paycheck in the beginning, right. but look, it just becomes a paycheck. I'm right. like, look, your job is just to kind of get out of there. Yeah, and we, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I like I know that I do everything pretty much by the yeah. book like I, I do everything by the book like i know like i'm not doing anything that's going to get me in trouble but i mean anytime someone threatens you with a lawsuit oh yeah you know, still, board, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely still nerve-wracking because you're like well maybe did i do something that i slipped up on or or something like that but i i know that i, I always make sure to cover 
cover everything thoroughly so that yeah. way there's there's yeah. kind of no room for well, and I, th- I like, too, that it's just kind of like, oh, you know, you you had mentioned that not every deal is going to be like this. And with your athletic background and stuff, I mean, that's it. Like, you're pitching, and it's like, oh, you give up a home run? All right, whatever. Like, next, like, on deck. Next batter. Like, like yeah. you know, somebody nutmegs you on the field, you know, in the soccer field. And you go, like, all right, like, get him next time. Well, that you one know, takes just... a little longer to recover. <laughs> that one takes a little longer to recover from that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if your boys are chirping you from the side, <laughs> I'm like, there's no recovering that. Yeah, when you get nutmegged, that's kind of just one of those moments your head down and then you gotta like okay, yeah, gotta yeah. all right all right <laughs> absolutely um okay uh so realistically then i just you know we're kind of wrapping things up here i would like you to think if you can if you can give two not one but two tips of advice for somebody who's thinking of entering the field something practical and tangible and then something a little more like on the heart level if you got it so if you can think of two that's cool if you can only think of one that's fine but i like i like to you know Shoot for the stars, if you will. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things that I did is, this was part of a requirement for school that we had to do career shadowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you're considering with, or getting into, I mean, if there's somebody you know that does it, or even if there isn't somebody you know, go to your local real estate office or find somebody on Facebook or Instagram. Call them and see, like, hey, like, I'm I'm really considering going in. And, and, I mean, more like, I, I feel like there's more people in the industry that would be willing to kind of teach you and, and kind of show you what to do than oh, there, yeah. then there aren't so mm-hmm. i mean yeah if you go out with them and then you say hey i really enjoy this like chances are like that person might be willing to be your mentor tell so, you who's patty hey yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no i mean i think like that's definitely go and try it out spend a couple days go on a few appointments see like, yeah is, is this something i can see myself doing um another thing is like I would say definitely read. There's a lot of good real estate resources online and on YouTube that, I mean, they, they go into the in, in depth. I mean, there's there's a lot of younger people that are now starting to, whether they're 18, 19, just getting started, kind of like I I am, and they're in a similar situation. And they're kind of documenting, yeah, what their what their absolutely uh, starting steps are like. I mean, there's a there's a lot of resources as far as as that. So I mean, I would just say like. Do your do thorough research. I mean, there's plenty of, of content, and re, uh, like just reading material out there that kind of can point you in the right direction. I think there is there is no lack of resources in in this. There is you could you could have a full time coach, and it could only be from YouTube. Like, yeah, you, know, like you could I'm like you could do something. You could do a coaching session every day with different people. And yeah, absolutely. I'm like, there's plenty to you. We won't be alive long enough to learn everything like right. um, that's available to yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, there's the amount of information that I've picked up from whether it's YouTube or even TikTok. Like, oh yeah, I mean, there's there's so much knowledge just going around that. I mean, I would just that's probably the first place I would go is like that'll kind of give you a taste, and then like if you really start like okay, then I would go meet with somebody and say like hey. Is it okay if I come on a few appointments with you and you just kind of sit in the background and yeah. kind of see what it's like? And then uh, on a on a heart to heart level, I mean, some people may see it differently than I do, but I would just say like, don't do it for the money. Like, yeah, the money it can be great, but I mean, before you get to that point, it's gonna be a lot of hard work. It's gonna be a lot of possibly deals that fall apart, a lot of hours. Uh, some people, it's gonna be. Not much sleep, um, and then uh, make sure you 
build relationships first because the relationships are going to be the ones that lead to uh, future business. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. One of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, this is Evan. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, great, great session here. We appreciate it. This is the hot cast here, and we will catch you later. Thanks again, man.